and welcome Between the Lines. I'm the Mac Daddy, Charles McNeil, along with Will Avery and Roy Peake. Thank you for tuning in. It's Sunday, and you know that NFL football begins in just a little bit. But here locally in Augusta, there's a lot of attention on basketball, and folks are looking forward to it, and so are we. We have talked a lot about basketball over the last couple of weeks, guys, and we brought some fantastic guests in last week from Glen Hills and from Evans. And, you know, what did you get from those experiences of, of you know, dealing with and, and spending time with the athletes as well as the coaches? Well, I got a lot of insight from, from the guys, uh, especially the guys from Glen Hills, both John and Emmanuel, just, you know, in the way they think the game, you know, and right now their, their goal is to win the state championship. I know personally that they're in the gym working extremely hard. These kids really take basketball serious and really want to get better. What's your biggest takeaway from last week's show? Well, yeah, I just want to take it back on what Will said. I haven't really had a chance to see those guys play much, but it was a good uh, time to see them on off the court and see how they are as young men. And they seem to be great young men. And as with Coach Kenny, you know, I got a history with him. So it was good seeing him in this setting as well, but it didn't surprise me with him. One of the surprising notes of last week's show was we had a, a player from the Augusta 706ers, and unfortunately, they had to close down their operations. Will, Director of Basketball Operations and uh, President of Basketball Operations, talk a little bit about what's going on with the team, if you will. Well, it's, it's not fully gone right now. We're working behind the scenes to try to keep the team going. Uh, it's going to be, you know, we should have answers over the next maybe 10 days, whether we're going to be able to continue it. I know we have the community's attention right now. We're looking forward to bringing this team back to you, and hopefully we get some support. Uh, but the guys, it's a really good team. They're 3-0. Uh, they love playing together, and they're excited about having an opportunity to get back on the court. So stay tuned. Yeah, definitely looking forward to the entire community supporting the team. You guys came out about a month ago for the inaugural game, and uh, there were six high school scrimmages going on that day, and we had a great crowd, over 1,000 people. Showed up the second game, not as much. Uh, we still kept the energy going, and the team played very well. They had a one-point victory in that contest, and we certainly encourage you, if you hear any more about the Augusta 706ers continuing, please invest in their uh, product because it's outstanding. Of course, we're here at Napleton Infinity, and they've uh, obviously been one of the folks that have been instrumental in looking at the possibilities of continuing with this team. So we wish the team, as well as all the sponsors, the very best, and most importantly, you, the fans, Thank you for tuning in. Speaking of tuning in, you've tuned in at just the right time. We're talking boys basketball right now. And Hepzibah and the rest of the boys teams, are they really contenders, pretenders? Where do they stand in this early portion of the season? Let's start with the Rebels. The, the, the young Rebels have been uh, probably the most surprising team so far. They got four kids that average double figures. But one of the things about this team is going back when I saw these kids for the first time when they were playing travel ball in like the fourth or fifth grade, they have so many games together, and now it's starting to play off. They're still a young team. They had a, a very tough test last week having to go to Josie and go to Laney. They come out one and one, losing on a shot uh, at the buzzer against Josie. But, um, you know, those are games they will win later on, uh, probably in the season. They're just young and don't know how to finish games right now. But the scary part about Hesper, they're going to get a whole lot better. Yeah, speaking of the Rebels, that is your account. Right. Yeah, talk a little bit about them. It, like Will said, they have four kids averaging double figures. They're averaging about 70 points a game, and they're shooting 62% from two points. I mean, that's, that's telling me they're getting a lot of layups, so they must be putting some pressure on some things. And, and on top of that, they're young. So not only this year, but I expect big things out of them next year. And, and the other thing about it, they have kids that can create individual offense. 
And that's always key when stuff breaks down. You know, they have guys that they can throw the ball to that can just go get baskets or create plays, you know, for other people. And, and that's when you see they score in the 80s and things like that. And that, that can be scary because a lot of the teams that you see are, you know, dominated by one or two players. So I guess the Laney Wildcats, despite a loss, can feel some solace in holding them to under 80 points in a game. Laney, of course, bounces back hopefully this week in a couple of key games. Uh, and we'll have those for you on the radio side. Evans, they're ranked number nine in their classification. Coach Kenny was here. He told you that he's really excited about this team, Roy. And uh, are they really a team that's worthy of a top 10 position at this point in the season? Well, if you ask me if they can win two state playoff games, at this point, I, I'm not sure. But they do have two guys that can score the ball, Cam Cabarrus and, and Christian Chambers. They just need some other guys to step up with the scoring. They have a lot of depth, and they're playing big man by committee. If you ask me if they're a top 10 team right now, yes. Can they win state championship games? I'm not sure. What are your thoughts, Will? I watched them. I got to watch them last night. Uh, they're really talented. You know, what, what I didn't like last night is they just didn't play as hard as I would have liked to see them play. Um, I, th I think, and, and like you said, that big man by committee thing, they have three guys that do a lot, but those three guys need to play better than what they did last night. They're all trying to fill that void that was left by the departure of Dylan Cardwell. And, you know, they, they, they can score. And, and to me, they were a lot more talented than Westside, but Westside's ability to play hard, get to the 50-50 balls, get second chance uh, points with offensive rebounds. Evans has to take those things away because, like Roy was talking about, can they win two state championship games? That all is going to depend on their seeding in the region. And so they, right now they look like a team that can beat anybody, but they also look like a team that can slip up and lose to anybody. And we all know if you do that, that can cost you seeding in the, in the region, which will be vital to uh, the way they finish the season. Now staying right here with you, 4A is where we're at next in terms of Thompson and the Bulldogs. I got a chance to see them early on in the season. They defeated Laney for their first win of the year and Laney's first loss uh, in the Greenbrier event. If you would, just speak a little bit, or Evans event rather, speak a little bit about what you saw uh, of the Thompson team and can this team be a team that goes far in the playoffs? I haven't seen them in person, saw a lot of them on tape. Uh, they look really good. Typical Thompson, scrappy, really getting after it. The scary part is I saw the uh, film on the Josie game when they put it on Josie pretty good and I know in the 90s that was really tough place to play, almost impossible to go in there and get a win. If they get back to where they were then, it's going to be very tough in that region. Yeah, they're already drawing comparisons to that 95 team that this gentleman knows a little bit about. Um, what are your thoughts about Thompson? Comparing to that 95 team might be a little bit of a trick. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're talented, and of course, they got a coach that's been through everything. There's no surprises. So if they're good now, you know they're going to be very uh, tough to beat later on in the season. Glen Hills, they're number five in the latest AJC poll. Um, a little too low, do you think, off a team that finished in the Final Four from a year ago? I definitely think so. And uh, they definitely passed the eye test for me so far. They got two really dynamic kids that can do a lot of things that, you know, probably as good as a tandem as we have, maybe even in the state. Uh, I think they're very underrated, and I think they're hungry. Yes, I think they're a little low. I, I, I can, you know, I would be shocked if they didn't make the Final Four. Now, what about uh, a return to the Final Four for Glen Hills? I agree with Will. That, I mean, they have probably the two best players in the area on the same team. It's 
to make an argument that, um, with their size and length and ability to just play multiple positions. I like what they do. And, and these kids are not just good because they're in the area. Like they're some of the, they're two of the better players in their class in the state, mm-hmm. and, and I think they're going to show people that as the season goes further. And then one would have to expect because they got that little taste of the Final Four. They're hungry for more. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. All right, Washington County is the last of the boys' teams we're going to talk about before we bring on some outstanding players and one of the terrific coaches in the area. Um, Washington County ranked number six in 2A. What do you think? Could they beat Glen Hills? I, I don't think so. You know, when I look up and down their roster, they don't have any size, and it's just going to be difficult to match up with these two guys. And Glen Hills have... A, a lot of other kids that just play really hard and compliment those who got very well. Yeah. And like, it may seem like it's impossible for them to win, but in region play, you never know. These are built-in rivalries, and Carlos is always going to have his kids playing hard. And you could just have that one night, you can knock them off, but it's going to have to play extremely well to do so. Now, inside of their gym, Washington <laughs> County's hard to beat. It, it is. It can be a tough place to play. I, you know, they, they, they could, can they beat him in a game? Yeah, but I think the region is Glen Hills to lose. All right. Well, coming up next, well, guy, they're not even in the region. I mean, right, right. Well, yeah. Play. Well, just in that classification. Yeah. yeah. A team that they're going to have to contend with maybe in the postseason. We'll get to that as we roll along. Well, guys, we finished our first segment. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to get interactive with us, we're on Facebook. You can certainly do that. All you have to do is just chime in with the topic. Uh, Craig, our producer, will be able to let us know what you're thinking out there. And of course, we can react to that. Also, if you have a question, maybe in particular for one of the athletes or coaches that are on the show, please send that to us. We'd love to have you uh, be a part of that. But up next, we're going to talk about some of the players that we've seen in the early portion of the season, just a couple of weeks in, and give us our little takes on who we think are the most outstanding boys and girls players in the area. That's up next as you stay Between the Lines. And welcome back Between the Lines. Thank you for hanging out with us on Facebook and wherever you are. You can get interactive with us. It's time for us to talk about some of the players that have caught our eyes. We're going to start with the ladies. Ladies first, and uh, one of the young ladies that caught my eye, I got a chance to see her play against our Laney Wildcats as I broadcast their games, and her name is Rock Curry. She plays at Butler, and from what I understand, she's the niece of the head coach as well, Brandy Grubbs. This young lady can go. She's a volume shooter. She gets the ball in her hands, and she's looking to get it in the basket as fast as she can. She had to face two of the terrific defenders in the, uh, in the region, in Nakia Booker and Jaden Hamilton, and she scorched us for over 20 points in that game. So, I mean, this girl has all kinds of skills. What do you think of Curry? Yeah, Raya can definitely score the ball. Uh, I had a chance to coach her last year alongside Jaden and uh, did some big shots during the year to force games in the overtime, win a game. Uh, she could definitely score the basketball, but just don't think she has enough to be able to compete uh, at the top of the region with Delaney and Josie, but no doubt about it, she can score the ball. Yeah, it's, it's good to see growth as a player and she's come a long way no question about that and she plays with a chip on her shoulder she doesn't back down from any challenge like you said she she plays at all levels she can drive the ball she's three uh like will said there's just not enough around her but she's one of the better players in the area but you touched on her maturity in the game talk a little bit about where she started from to where you see her now well i had an opportunity to coach her as well on my ninth grade team and she was raw, but she, she kept working. I think she got better over time. Good to see that. She's definitely uh, taking the game more serious, yeah. you know, since those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, again, the part of the maturity of the game. 
Another one that I love is, is number 23 for the black and white North Augusta High School. And she also had a game against Laney that uh, caught my eye. Um, and we're talking about Maya Burns. Maya Burns is a special player, uh, does a lot of things. I think Georgia Southern got a steal with, with this one. She's long. She's one of those kids that I think is going to be a lot better on the collegiate level uh, once she starts to understand the things she can do from certain areas on the court. I think she's going to be a really big-time player. She's uh, has size, length, you know, can shoot the three, get in the basket, is a willing defender. You know, she has a, a huge uh, upside. Yeah, the thing I like about her is her speed and quickness as well. Right. I, I think since she announced her signing or her commitment, she's her game has gone up to another level. In fact, I think she had a 30-point game the last time out. Uh, and she's going to lead them, I think. There's no question they're the class of their, uh, their, in their, their state. Yeah. Uh, I think they win the state championship again. Well, Will, you've got some ladies that have caught your eye, starting with a young lady named Freeman from Burke County. Yeah, Tyja Freeman played really well. And I think she's the X factor for this team. You know, she's going to be hot and cold, but I think is as she gets consistent, that's going to help their team out a lot. She blocks shots, she rebounds, she finishes really well on the left side, not so good on the right side. She has to continue to work on that. But, you know, Keani Westbrook being the go-to player there, but I think Tyja Freeman is the X factor. She's done a really good job of getting to the line and not only just getting there making free throws. I think as she goes, Burke County goes. And it's another uh, young lady I had the opportunity to work with as she was starting off to play. And she's also come a long ways. Uh, shy kid, plays hard. But uh, like I said, she's still got some room for improvement, which I think she's willing to put in the work. So I see a bright future for her. And, and he's not joking when he say, you know, he got to see her early. He was the first one to actually work with her. Like she came from, I think it was Lincoln County and, Burke County coach uh, gave me a call, and Roy is usually the one that works with the post. And uh, he, he jumped. It was actually, a, she has a twin, but uh, the twin stopped playing. So Roy had a chance to work with her from day one, and uh, she's come a long way. Mm. That's exciting to see. And, of course, you like a uh, certain young lady who's in the studio with us today. Definitely. Uh, Nakaya Booker, uh, she's definitely opened my eyes this season. Didn't see her a lot last year, but now she has. Uh, more of a scoring role now with the team, and she's done well. Uh, her and Jaden Hamilton, I think, one of the best backcourts, if not the best in the area. She's done a really good job. She's always had that toughness and, and played hard, but now she's starting to, to score the ball and uh, and really do a lot for that Lincoln team. Yeah, she has embraced her role as more of a leader this year. And those, like Will said, those two, you can argue that they're two of the best, along with North Augusta. Their backcourts, they're, they're, they're two of the best, you know, clearly. But uh, Nakaya's done well. So can't wait to see her more. And what I have to say about Nakaya is I get a chance to see her from the best seat in the house at center court uh, during Laney games in, in her freshman year. She was lightning quick, you know, put her right up there against some of the fastest players Laney's ever had. And, and she developed a three-point shot that year. The second year seemed like she was concentrating more on defense, and we had that conversation about defense being her, her shutdown ability. And she liked that. And now this year, she's getting back into the offensive flow, which I think helps Laney because uh, with Jaden carrying the monster of the load, we need that, uh, we called them last year, Batman and Superman or Supergirl and whatever, Batgirl. They were going at each other. And with uh, Deja there, they had some help. But now with Deja gone, we needed uh, Nakai to step up and take that secondary role. And now with the bigs playing well, both of these young ladies feed the post 
Our post players are playing well, so I think their roles are certainly growing, and Nakaya's game has grown um, over the year, and I've, I've even changed the pronunciation of her name since since then, so she's doing so well. And then that was the question mark I had for Laney Girls going in. I just didn't know who could score the ball you know, at a high level besides Jaden Hamilton, and uh, Nakaya has done that, and that's why you know they are where they are. Now, your final girls player that caught your eye is a young lady from Grovetown. Yes, Makaya Parker. Interesting. Uh, she's one of those kids that understand where she is as a basketball player, and she's trying to make that transition. But not trying. She's actually done a pretty good job of that position from the post to the perimeter. And I've seen she's already shot 21 threes this far. I don't think she had shot 21 threes uh, the last two years in high school. She's leading a, uh, a very underrated, I think, Grovetown team in scoring. They lost two games so far. I think uh, she, she's definitely shown probably the most improvement of uh, any kid in the area. And just taking back on that, I, I know why she's like she is because I witnessed her put in the work. She worked extremely hard this offseason, and, uh, and that work, the hard work's paying off for her. I'm very proud of her. All right, we talked about the girls' players to watch and some of those we want you to get out and see if you can on Tuesday or Friday or Saturday of the coming week. And then make sure you get out to the Christmas tournaments as well and support our young folks because they're playing basketball at a very high level and you'll see them at the next level and wish you had watched them back in high school because uh, that was your best opportunity to get up close and personal with them before they become mega stars. All right, so let's keep this thing moving and talk about the boys' side. Will, you've got a couple of guys that are catching your eyes. One of them plays at Aquinas. Is that right? Yeah, had a monster game uh, yesterday in a, in a you know, great setting to have it. They had 40 points against a powerhouse in Wheeler. And uh, what it did, well, first of all, you know, I just want to uh, commend Darren Douglas, the coach there, for getting his guys this stage. You know, he had 40 points. He lost by 23 points. But after the game, seven Division I schools approached him about Zy Wright's game. You know, so this kid is on his way. And just talking to Darren, I asked him, you know, what was the ceiling for this kid? And he said he thinks this kid had the chance to be as good as a Med Hill, which is saying a lot. Here's a guy that wow. averages double figures for a top 25 team in the country, and he thinks Zy Wright has the potential to be just as good. Yeah. And like you said, this is a kid that obviously put in the work because he was not in the starting lineup last year. Now he comes out, he's embraced his role as a leader and then takes it to another level. I haven't had the opportunity to see him play in person yet, but I've seen some some video of him, and he's very impressive athletically, and obviously he can score the ball. I can't wait to get a chance to see him in person. Yeah, I got a chance to watch him against in the Holiday Hoops giving event two games, and although they, you know, lost one, won one, uh, he's very impressive, can play in the post, can play out on the wing, uh, and can slash to the basket. I like Zy Wright a lot, and his name was called throughout that those two days up there. So as you said, Darren Douglas, scheduling the best, defending and reigning state champions in the single-A level on the private school side, and uh, they've got somebody in anchor in order to build on it. Another guy that I liked along with him is Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Uh, he's one of my guys to watch who came over from Laney, the transfer. He's playing the point now. He's playing more of a two and kind of a defensive specialist for Laney, but uh, getting a chance to really stretch out and show his uh, athletics, uh, athleticism as well as his ability um, as a track athlete, you know, running cross-country and doing longer distance running. Um, to have a lot of stamina to hang in there because Coach um, Douglas has some really grueling practices that they all have to, to, you know, to handle. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is tough as a kid you're, you're going to find. 
You know, I, I still, every time I think of it, and talk about a chip on this show, this kid has a chip. Every time I hear his name, I just think of the uh, the JV video when they were undefeated, and then they lost that game. I think it was the helps about the buzzer, mm-hmm. you know, yep. just, just how disappointed he was because he just wants to win all the time. And uh, he's had some good games for them, but they got to find a way for Zai and Jonathan to play well on the same night. Mm-hmm. I think the other night against Green County, they lost by 20, and Jonathan fouled out and had about 22 points. So it's got to figure out when they can do it together uh, for this team. All right. Any thoughts about Jonathan? Yeah. Uh, like I said, these kids are taking advantage of the opportunity. I mean, that's what you expect out of them. They, they work extremely hard, and you're happy to see that their hard work pays off for them. And I, it, that's another kid. But I've seen them work out over the summer. And I'm excited to see them on the floor. But one of the boys players that we like in Columbia County is Richard Crawford. Uh, you know him extremely well. Talk a little bit about uh, what you've seen in his game and why you like him. Richard's one, obviously one of the better players in the area. And he's expanded his game. He was more of a perimeter guy. He worked on his body, obviously. Now he's taking the ball inside, being able to finish the contact. And he's he's going to, I mean, you look at Evans and Lakeside, probably is the tougher teams on this side of the region, but he's going to keep those guys in, a, in, a, in games a lot of nights. He, this guy's really had a really good summer, you know, in improving his basketball game. Because to me, from ninth through eleventh grade, I thought I was watching the same player, you know, just a, a spot up shooter, uh, great kid, loved to play, you know, played hard, but couldn't really get by people, didn't really get in the paint. The first game of the season this year against ARC, he doesn't shoot it well. He gets to the free throw line, I think, fourteen or fifteen times. You know, so he's clearly worked on his game to say, hey, I got to be able to get by people. And he's having a really good year. And uh, and as you see, he picked up an offer for Georgia College and State, you know, to, you know, to, you know, for his hard work. And uh, he, he's just doing everything he can with his team in games. And I love watching him play. And then staying right here with you, Will, one of the guys from your alma mater, or at least one of your alma maters, Westside, uh, has caught your eye. Gregory Smith, yeah, it's interesting because this kid is the son of my mom's childhood best friend. And I just knew he played basketball. I didn't know he was this good. So last night was the first time I got to see my alma mater play watching him against Evans. And uh, this kid was really good. Like 6'3", 6'4", long, got to the basket, very active, just constantly made plays. He kept Westside in the game all the way through the fourth quarter. He's a jump shot away from being a really good player. Mm. You know, so remember that name, Gregory Smith. He played well last night. And what classification? He's a junior. Junior. Yeah. So looking forward to another full year with him. Uh, have you had a chance to see this young man? I have not. I got the opportunity to see West Side when they played uh, Lakeside early in the season. I don't was able to play in that game. But uh, according to Will, I've heard some good things from him. Uh, can't wait to see him as well. And a couple of guys that have caught my eye from Laney. Um, DJ Collins and obviously Luther Reed. Luther Reed to me is, and we watched the Lomacheco fight last night, you know, ESPN, and he's pound for pound one of the greatest fight, uh, fighters in the game today. He won uh, and unified the belts. Well, Luther Reed could very well be pound for pound the best high school basketball player in the area. This guy, you know, uh, is shortly built. He uh, doesn't have a lot of weight on him, but he knocked down six three pointers in their game against Kreb and finished up with 24 points. Had a fantastic showing, and I think that he's a young man that uh, will help Laney because we need perimeter shooters. Everybody's packing it in against the big fellas that uh, Laney has. So I think that's a great opportunity for this young man to shine. And then DJ Collins, 
uh, had four threes in one game. He's had three and two others. So these guys are the, the uh, you know, snipers from the outside that can knock down shots. Yeah, I had a chance to watch both these kids play ever since they were in middle school. Luther Reed uh, is a glue guy, Elaine, to me. He reminds me a lot of uh, what Trevor Ariza did for the Rockets. You know, some nights he's knocking down threes. Other nights he's locked, he's taking the best score, you know, out of the game. Uh, he can do a lot of things. And uh, if they can get that kind of production out of Luther Reed, that will be a much better team. But I like him a lot. DJ Collins is a guy who stepped in and knocked down some big shots. He's one of the better shooters in the area, and he's always working on his game. Matter of fact, I got a text from yesterday about getting in the gym. So he, he loves to work on his game and get proved. So those are two really good kids and, and good players. Yeah, there, there are two guys that are known, but I think they they're kind of feel like they're kind of left out in the conversation when you talk about some of the Absolutely. better players in the area. And, and night in, night out, they're going to come try to prove themselves and and so far, they've done a great job of it. I can't wait to see them uh, get on the floor some more. Do you have any other players that have caught your eye so far? Uh, um, as far as boys, uh, you just have the, uh, the Evans' center. Uh, help me go with his name, Will. Transfer from Greenbrier. Uh, Chevy. Yeah, Chevy. Now, he's done a great job of filling in for Dylan Caldwell. He obviously, those are big uh, shoes to fill. And, uh, and he's done a great job. He, he's very solid defender. He scores some, and he's good, pretty good rebounder. Well, that wraps up our look into some of the players in the area. Coming up next, it's the one-on-one -on -one with Will segment. You've been waiting for it, and it's here with two outstanding players from Laney, Between the Lines. Welcome back to Between the Lines. In today's session of one-on-one -on -one with Will, brought to you by Napleton Infinity of Augusta, I have the dynamic backcourt from Laney with Jaden Hamilton and Nakaya Booker. Welcome to the show, ladies. <laughs> okay. All right, let's, let's jump right into it, okay? <clears throat> With both of you all having accomplished so much state championship, I think up until this point, neither one of you have lost a region game in your high school career, which is an amazing accomplishment. What has been your motivation this year to keep grinding and staying hungry throughout the year? Um, I would say getting back to state, being able to play in front of that big of a crowd and a sideline full of coaches. That's always good. What about you, Kaya? Um, working hard, staying together. Oh. All right. So this summer, we heard all the hype, all the publicity with Josie, with kids transferring in. How did that make you feel? Did you think, hey, we got to step up our game? Or did you say to yourself, we're the champions and the title runs through us? Yeah, I would say both. Um, we heard a lot about it, especially from our teachers and people in school talking about how Josie was this and that, and we uh, had to stay humble and prove ourselves. So. What about you, guy? I really, I don't know. It was just, just everything. Every, everybody kept on talking about it. It was just going through one ear out the other because half of the girls I played against, I played with them. Okay, and and the same can be said for you, Jay. Mm -hmm. So you really didn't. And pay attention to it because you knew it all had to be settled on the court. Mm -hmm. right. Now, Jaden, for you, I've watched you play a long time back to your middle school days. You've transitioned from being part of that supporting cast for two back-to-back -back state championship teams, but now you're in a position to lead a fairly young team. Like, what? First of all, do you think this team has what it takes to get back to the state championship, and what? do you need to do as a leader to get what you need out of your teammates? 
Um, yes, I think we can make it back. Um, they're young, but we all they all have a lot of heart and they're really humble. Um, we play hard. They play hard every game. Uh, in practice, I just make sure they take every drill seriously and get it done. So, and keep them focused, like all the plan. I tell them to cut it out sometimes, but um, they're getting better every game. So making it back to state and really happy. And which young player do you think has stepped up the most so far? Um, I would say Rocky. Um, she always kind of played in the shell, but this year she's kind of coming out, and that's what we really needed. And Kaya, you've always been a kid that's brought a lot of toughness, brought a lot of energy and, and defense, but this year you've really picked it up in the scoring category. Did you do something to some offseason to say, look, I got to improve my game because I need to score more to help out this team? Or did you look at the departures of Deja Benjamin and uh, Jessica and say, I have to step up to help my team? What, what, what did it for you? Uh, I just was thinking to myself that I had to pull my weight. I worked out, and I worked out a lot and stuff. Yeah. yeah and, and one of the things that I noticed in the game last year, you know, everything was all downhill going to the basket. You know, this year I saw you all play Grovetown early. It was a close game. You guys come out in the second half and you knock two back-to-back three-pointers down, which I thought in the past was probably a weakness in your game. So did you spend a lot of time shooting this offseason? Yes. Right. Yeah, I worked on it a lot. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to you, Jaden. All right. You've uh, you spent a lot of time uh, playing in a lot of exposure events with the Georgia Sting. Uh, let's talk about this recruiting thing. How has it gone for you so far? Um. Going a little slow, but um, being patient and working hard, trying to make sure that they start rolling in so I can kind of cut it down and see where I fit in, where I don't, things like that. Do you have a preference or style? Like, do you want to play close to home? Do you want to play in a system that gets up and down and presses sort of like you all do? Like, what, what system fits Jaden Hamilton at the next level? Uh, I want to be in a system that gets up and down because that's what I'm used to, kind of fast pacing, cutting and slashing. So that's kind of where I want to go. I think that's where I fit in best. And I think another thing with you that will give you options is your size in the backcourt. You being about five nine, you can play both the one and the two. You know, would it matter where you played in college, the point or off the ball? No, it wouldn't matter. I mean, just being in college, being able to play and do what I do, what I love doing, it wouldn't matter. Just want to go and play. Okay. That's that, that's a good thing. But I you know, for me, I love to see when you're off the ball when you go back into your scoring mode. Like when you're having your big nights when, you know, this summer you're going off for twenty five and thirty. Like I think to me that's that's the best Jaden. And if you have to, you can go to the point and facilitate, you know. But I tell you what, just watching you so far this season, the thing I think where you picked you picked it up is defensively. I remember I told you I think one game you had like five blocks. I don't know if I was watching Jaden Hamilton or Anthony Davis. You know the way you were blocking shots. Is that something you take pride in? Yes, um, I play. I play with a lot of heart. I I don't like being scored on. So yeah. So, Nikai, is that something you touch? like y'all both have picked up something from each other? You know, now Jaden is, is, is really defending. 
you're knocking down the three ball, which is her strength. Like, what what do you guys like say before the game? Like, what do you think you need to bring to the table for you all to be successful? Um, we just be talking in the locker room. Talk about in the locker room. When, whenever. Do y'all spend a lot of time you and Jaden off the court together? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what are some of the things you all like to do? Uh, work on stuff like. The blocking part, she teach me how to, she taught me how to like, when they run it down, run at a certain angle, talk about the ball. Yeah, we did <laughs> talk that. about that in practice, cause in practice, we um we do a lot of scrimmaging. And she was asking how I do it. So I told her, and then she tried it out in some games, and then Rocky tried it out in some games, then everybody picked up on it. Uh-huh. Okay, last but not least, the season ends. It's gonna end a great chapter for you. It'll end a, a great season for you, and next year you'll take over the reins as the leader. Like, when it's all said and done, how do y'all want that story to end? Another ring. Another ring? All right. Well, that's all we have today. Thank, thank you, Jaden, and thank you, Nakayami, for joining. That's one-on-one with Will today. Welcome back to Between the Lines, sponsored by Naples and Affinity of Augusta. Now we're joined by one of the bright young coaches in the area, uh, head of the uh, Tozy Lady Eagles basketball team, and Dewan. Uh, Dewan, thanks for joining us. Um, this, before we get into the basketball part, let's get to know you a little better. Let's tell us about your, your history in the area. What, where'd you go to school? Uh, well, I'm also a graduate of Josie, uh 2006. Played uh, basketball there under Coach Emmett Rouse and Samuel Lilly. Um, Went down to Albany State, played a little college ball there, and uh, came back and started coaching in 2011. Well, how important was, was it for you to come back? Did it matter whether you came back to Josie or, or were there other options for you to coach? Um, I think it was just an opportunity that came open for me. I, I came back originally uh, middle school at Collins, uh, which was a K through eight at the time. And um, actually, both jobs came open at Josie, the boys and the girls. At the same time, I applied for both. and. Uh, got the girls' job, and I think it was kind of destiny for me. How has that experience been coaching girls? I know it's, for me, I coached <laughs> boys for a long time, and I never thought I'd coach girls, and now I wonder why I didn't do it sooner. How yeah, and I, I, I talk with people about that all the time. And the thing with girls, um, they're more willing to learn the game, I think, than boys are. Uh, you know, with boys, it's kind of easier as far as them just kind of going out and playing basketball, but girls really try to soak up what you're teaching them a little bit more. So I, I enjoy it. You know, going back, uh, Juwan, you, you took, when you first started, you took over a program that was in a rebuilding mode, you know, that had a lot of success in the 90s. And, you know, in your, your short career, now you, you attacked the offseason this year and started number one in the state. Like, yeah. how, how have you handled that? Um, you know, I haven't really paid much attention to uh, any rankings. I think what kind of got us to this point was just, uh, you know, working hard and getting to the fundamentals of the game. And that's pretty much what I try to stay focused on throughout the, the season. It's just, you know, really work on our game, work on skill development, and, and try to be the best basketball players that we can be. You know, when I look at you and uh, the job that's ahead of you, you have to deal with several dynamics in coaching because you have a uh, a trio, uh, at least, of young, talented, incoming uh, mm-hmm. kids that, you know, with, with the team you have now, you have a chance to contend for the state title. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to get them up to speed with what you're doing and, and, <clears throat> and the culture that you def- you've established there and also 
player development. You know, I watched your practice uh, one day at, down at the JVA. And you're, mm-hmm. you're doing all these things. You're going through your sets. You know, you're going through drills. You're going where they need to be on the press. And then you finish it with, with player development, which, which I think is great. But, like, how hard has that been to, to prepare all of that every day? Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Um, just a lot of planning on my part as a coach, uh, making sure that I carve out enough time for player development and still have these kids ready to compete against some of the you know best teams in our class and in the state. Um, very difficult to do, but um, just you know if you, you you plan it out well, I think it can work out. Let's get back to your schedule. I, mm-hmm. I know you <coughs> intentionally schedule a veggie, a very challenging schedule. Yeah. Face Val Dawson, who's got a very great team and some of the best players in the state, as well as Luella. And unfortunately, you came out on the short end of those games. But mm-hmm. what what did you and your team get from those games? Uh, I I think we just. Uh, figured out we weren't who um, they imagined they were. Um, you know, with, with all of the, the newcomers coming in and the, the good freshman class coming in, I think everybody put us on a certain pedestal that we didn't earn. And um, going up and playing the challenging schools and, uh, you know, even at that game with Laney and, and kind of just humbled us and really put us back in a position where we have to understand where the work has to be done before any accolades can be earned. Well, now that you you've mentioned Laney, let's let's talk about that. You know, we, you know they were thorn in your side last year. They're yep. the only team that you lost to, uh, even in the state championship game. Um, what seems to be that the edge that Laney has over? Is, is just anything specific? Just their competitiveness. I mean, those girls. Um, even this year, you know, a lot of people thought uh, thought with the departure of uh, Benjamin and Williams that you know it was it would be some type of cakewalk for teams to beat Laney, but those girls are competitive. You know, they have a chip on their shoulder with uh, a great leader in Jaden Hamilton and, and Kaya Book is playing extremely well. And even some of those younger kids, uh, you know, coming in, they just play absolutely hard for four quarters. And you have to be on top of your game to beat them, especially in their gym with their crowd, who's a six man for them. Like, it's, it's, it's extremely tough. Yeah, I, I think experience definitely matters. And that's what, you know, the kids at Laney have, they have experience of, going deep into the season, you know, year in and year out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with, with Jaden Hamilton, who uh, in her sophomore year had an uh, amazing game in the state championship. So they're battle-tested, yep. so, to, so to speak. And I think that's what you're trying to create, you know, over there where, where you are. And, and, I, and I, think, I think it's going to happen for you. But would you say that you've accomplished up until this point in the season the things that you – as a coach, not what everybody else wants and expects, because I know as a coach, we, we think different and we're trying to get better as the season progresses. Do you think you've accomplished all the things you wanted to up to this point? Um, not quite. Um, we're still behind on a few things. I know defensively, we can be a lot better. We have a lot of good athletes on the team that can compete on the defensive end. Um, it's still gap there that we're trying to fill. Um, everybody's still kind of filling each other out offensively. Um, but as far as, you know, uh, battle testing the kids and, and getting them to a point where they're hungry to compete again, which I think is going to be important for us going down the stretch, I think we have, you know, gotten to that mark. And, and follow up, like, how tough has it been to you know, get through your kids that it's not about beating Lane? Uh, it's, that's that's <laughs> every, every year um, they make that the, the championship game. You know, even if we were to win a game against Laney during the regular season, it's not a championship for us. Mm-hmm. And, and I think so many people put that pressure 
on the team and on the program, um, it's very hard to remove. Um, so I, every, you know, every day I just try to get them to focus on the day-to-day -day, uh, improvement, not worry about a particular game or, you know, even when it comes to a state championship, let's not put our focus there, let's put our focus on the improvement on a daily basis in practice. Yeah, my final thing for you, your team is taking on a different look this year. We had some, some uh, transfers come in, and you got a, a great group of young kids that won a middle school championship from Murphy. Uh, how have they adapted to playing your style, and, and who's been a pleasant surprise so far? Um, they're still learning, uh, for sure. Um, I think my style is a lot different from a lot of other schools and coaches and programs. and um, they're, they're definitely still adapting. Amani um, Jones has been really great this past few weeks. Uh, she had a really good game yesterday against Grove Town. Uh, Ja'Kaya Parker is still feeling her way out. She had a really good game as well. Um, Naya Robinson is, is uh, playing very hard along with Gabby Armstrong. And all of my freshmen have really um, bought into what we're doing. You know, that the work ethic that they had to kind of show getting to high school into this program was totally different from what they were used to. But They've taken it all with stride and doing a good job. Yeah, how has Takeda Rollins leadership been? You know, I know she she had a really good summer mm -hmm. uh, playing and uh, and uh, talking to you after that. You know, you said she came back. You know, she was even before then that she was working extremely hard. Like that light switch had, has went off. You know, how important has she been for the younger kids? Takeda's been awesome, um, and and being a leader was a role. You know, she's not used to. She's a really quiet kid, keeps to herself a lot, her and her sister, and um, it's, it was really challenging for her to step out of her comfort zone and, and be a leader for this group, not only the freshmen, but even with transfers coming in, new, you know, new pieces to play with. Um, but she's done a great job being more vocal and, and, and uh, you know, trying to be the hardest worker and practice every day and making sure that the team can be the best that it can be. And I know just, just also talking to you and, you know, that wasn't always the case with her. And I was speaking to another coach last night, and, you know, he's dealing with a kid. He's like, you know, I'm going to keep hammering away, hammering away until, until they get it. You know, this definitely has to be a pleasant surprise of your hard work through the years of not giving up on a kid, just constantly pushing and pushing. So you have to be happy with, you know, where she is now. Absolutely. Um, you know, Taikeja was a kid. We had to put off of varsity her freshman year simply because she couldn't, uh, you know, keep up and, and couldn't uh, be disciplined enough to do the things we needed her to do. So to see her go from that point to now where she's a leader for this program, you know, it's amazing. And, and, and those are some of the things that are very important to me. I think it's extremely uh, important that you have a good relationship and you build, you know, relationships with those kids. Like you said, you know, you had to, you had to put her off. And now I think she trusts you more than anybody because yeah. she knows that you really care about her. Mm -hmm. and, and those are the things that are important. Those are the things that, you know, we all enjoy about coaching. Yep. Yeah. That's why we do it um, more for the relationships with those players. That means more than winning any game. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to thank uh, Juwan for joining us today. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season. We're going to be following you close, of course. Um, of course, uh, you're going to be a better team than you are now. I have no doubt. I know our work to put in. Thank so, you. once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you all for joining us today on Between the Lines.